Looking at Pokemon while we record. Um, what'd you say? I said no looking at Pokemon. I don't know what you're talking about. Anyway. <coughs> you know what is sweet? The fact that there's job openings in the Minneapolis Police Department now. <laughs> Topical. Uh, what? Revenge. A good revenge story. Like the one we're talking about tonight. What is on our bed? What the hell? It's a pile our, of Cora hair. It's cat our hair. cat has Gross. left a pile of shit on our bed. Not shit. <laughs> it's just a hair. Revenge fluff. is sweet. That's what I was getting at. Anyway. Everyone likes a good revenge story. They do. I when think. it's not against them. You know, I mean, like in real life. Like, I mean, like a good, like a good. Like, oh man, they, that's he, why everyone he likes, showed them. That's why everyone likes a good, like, instant karma kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like, a good comeuppance. Yeah. So, hello. Welcome. To. Oh, we are set at the same time. Oh, let's go. Why do we own this DVD? This is a podcast. Where we uh, discuss our big fat DVD wallet that's in the basement. It's not that big. It's, you know, there's two of them and they're pretty fat. (laughs) I mean, as not in a mean way. They're (laughs) P-H-A-T. That kind of. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. uh, They're husky. (laughs) They're pretty plus. I'm Diane. This person over here is Sean. We are a married couple that talks about the movies we own. But you already know this. Let's go. You already know this because you are a longtime listener. First time caller. Um, <laughs> and tonight we are talking about the 2002 underrated, I'm going to say. I'm going to say this. It's underrated. It's one of my favorite movies. The Count of Monte Cristo. The Sandwich. Not the sandwich. Um, I love this movie so much. You know what? This is a freaking entertaining movie. Because I think just the story in general is just a very entertaining, satisfying story. And this movie took, you know, like a thousand page book. Is that that big? eh, It's over there. It looks big. Sure. And turn it into a two-hour entertaining, satisfying, mm-hmm. and not really popcorn oh, movie. And it's not like over the top in any kind of real way. It's like it's not, it's not ultra violent. It's not oh, no, ultra not. sexy. It's not sexy at all, really. No, it's not. You know, it's, but it's not like hard to understand. It's, it's, it's not, not over dramatic. It's not. You know, because my thing is like, oh God, Alexander Dumas. The, the writer. And you're like, oh, God, French. The book is big and I can't read the book. 
because I just have never tried, but it looks daunting. And so you're like, oh, God, am I going to understand what's going on? But you totally do. It's not a complicated story. It's very simple. I don't, I'm 99% sure I've read the book at least once in my life. Well, you said that it's your favorite book, so I hope you've read it. Otherwise, what the fuck are you talking about? I said my favorite book. Oh. Yeah. I think I meant my favorite movie. But I, Did you mean The Three Musketeers? No, I've never read The Three Musketeers. Same author. Did you know that? <laughs> yeah, I've never read The Three Musketeers. I know that. I know I've not read that. Yeah, no, I haven't read any Alexander Alexandra. He looks like a musketeer. Dumas. I'm not pronouncing the S. Is that right? I Dumas? Believe, I think D-U-M. it is Dumas. Dumas, I think. Do French people say S's? Anyway. Uh, but this movie uh, released... Yeah, it's Francois. It's not Francois. Francoise, and now it is. Um, it was released January 25th, 2002, which I'm like, oh. So it's so like a weird time. They stuck it in January because they didn't think it was going to do well. Um, You know, it's, it's an interesting time because that's right after, I mean, that's, so it's in the theater at the same time as Fellowship of the Ring, Sorcerer's Stone, you know, all those movies came out, you know, late. Did we see this in the theater? Mm, no. I don't know why we own it. I know it's my, well, I know it's mine. But we were living together when you bought it, when you bought it, if you, if you think you did. Or did you buy it? I don't know. I don't know how we became, how we came to own this because we did not see it in the theater. You are sure. We were too busy seeing Fellowship of the Ring 13 times. Is this one of those that I may have seen with like my brother? I don't know. I'd have, you know, I have no idea. Because I can almost. Or was it like at Target for five ninety nine, and you're like, oh, kind of want to no see way. that. There it's the same no. price to rent. Let's just buy it. Because how many of those have happened? Probably many. I'm almost positive that I remember seeing a ticket, a ticket stub, a ticket, a ticket tub. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know. I don't know either, but I'm pretty sure we didn't see it in the theater. I would have to ask my brother. He would possibly remember. Because why would I want to see anything else at this time? Hi, Kat. Um, but, okay, so yeah, that's when it came out. Uh, directed by Kevin Reynolds, who I said before. Um, we're going to talk about probably all three of his movies. I don't know how many movies he's directed, but we own three of his movies, and no one knows who he is. Really, if you say, oh... Let's talk about the movies with Kevin Reynolds. People be like, who the fuck? So we own, obviously, The Count of Monte Cristo. He, um, 10 years before this, 11 years, he did one of my favorite. It's probably my top five. Mm-hmm. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. It's a very good movie. And then 93, he did The Three Musketeers that we also own. Which, which is, is also a very... It's a very entertaining. And for people who say it's crap don't know what fun Kevin is. Kevin Reynolds is a very good adventure movie maker. He's, you know, it's a throwback, I think, to the days of like the swashbuckling. I wonder if type. he's like, I wonder if he's like a, a, a literary guy. Well, he's done two Alexander Dumas yeah. movies. Um, Robin Hood, who's that again? Uh, <sighs> Starts with an H. I'm not going to think of it. Sorry, Robin Hood. Um. I don't really know much about Kevin Reynolds, and I didn't really look at his wiki, but... I don't know him at all, other than, you know, those three movies. 
Yeah, I mean, I and that he has a very generic sounding name, <laughs> like Kevin he, Reynolds. He, he sounds like he's Reynolds. Kevin Reynolds, huh? I mean, it. I would have if you said Kevin Reynolds. I'd be like, oh, from Marvel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, you know what he directed? Waterworld. That's oh, you know, I think I did know that his career did not end after that. Waterworld. Yeah, I do. I think I did. Oh, know he that. did Tristan and he's old. That's also mm-hmm. liter- literary. Mm-hmm. Um, Risen. I've never heard of it, but it looks historical. It looks like Roman. Okay. Anyway. Uh, he's a very good adventure movie maker. Even Waterworld. It's a adventure. It's a water adventure epic. It's a water. It may epic. not be very good or whatever. I, I mean, like that it. That kind of went down in history as the most expensive failure ever, right? Mm-hmm. Because it was expensive as fuck. And it failed. But you know what's good about Waterworld is the soundtrack. (laughs) It's also the Universal Studio stunt show. That's still going strong. It's so good. They got to make all their money back. (laughs) It is so good. Anyway. um, So yeah, Kevin Reynolds. uh, This movie cost $35 million to make. Doesn't seem like very much. And it made 75.4. So it, you know, doubled its. Should have made more. January, mm-hmm. that's pretty good yeah. for January when people are still seeing Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. over and over again. If they had done a summer release, it would have made so much more. You think so? Yes. Summer? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know when. It's you just stick a this. gamble, though, because you know it's. I don't know when you. Who stick knows this. the kind of money Christo? People who read French literature. The only reference I can think of to the Count of Monte Cristo is, I think, in the movie Sleepers. Never saw it, but okay. That was the uh, Kevin Bacon and, right? Um, I get mixed um, up with Flatliners. Um, and Jason Patrick? No. Isn't that Flatliners? Julie Roberts? No, not her. Okay. Yes. Where they yes! the boys school, they go to and they it's end up going to jail. Something about kidnapping. And Kevin Bacon is like yeah, the I j- had a m- prison warden. Or a whatever. poster of it on my wall. Not a poster, but a small, you know, like all yeah. the magazine. With size. De Niro, mm-hmm. he plays a yeah. priest. Yeah. Sleepers, ninety five, I think. So there's a reference to Count of Monte Cristo, I believe, in that movie. So you never had to read this, like for school. No, I don't think so. No, I didn't either. Yeah, I never. Because the whole that. the whole concept was. What do I get these kids to read? It's like, Monte, kind of Monte Cristo. Why? Because it's about a jailbreak. Yeah. You know? And it's a revenge story. And yeah. people, like we said, they love a satisfying, you so wouldn't really, fuck back. I don't feel like the Count of Monte Cristo is like a, at least at that time, would have been widely known as a because th- I think thing, you know? Three Musketeers always seems more famous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Because there's been so many iterations yeah. of that story mm-hmm. whether you're mickey mouse <laughs> that's a good one uh, uh three musketeers i mean like yeah. one for one that's not <laughs> what it is <laughs> all for one one for all whatever um so when we when i first saw this movie again one for one <laughs> when i first saw this movie and i don't remember when that was sometime after january 25th 2002 <laughs> Um, I didn't know anything about it. Again, why we own it, I don't know. But I didn't know anything about it 
because I never read it mm. and it wasn't in the popular culture like mm. Three Musketeers. Mm-hmm. But it's such a great story. And it, like you said, it is a simple to follow story. Yeah. I mean, the, our main character, Edmond Dantes, mm-hmm. is accused of treason. Mm-hmm. Um, He's betrayed by his friend, basically. Yeah. Because he was um, supposed to deliver a letter to Napoleon, who has been from exiled. Napoleon. From Napoleon, who has been exiled on the island of Elba. If you know your history, you know that. It made me think of those books I read way back around this time. The diaries of Napoleon's wife, girlfriend. I don't know. They're really interesting. I mean, that was when I would read more than I do now. Are those alternative history books? They're kind. I mean, but. I think they went came from like actual oh, okay. diary entries too when he was exiled. Oh, okay, anyway, okay. so he's he's supposed to deliver a letter from Napoleon who's been exiled. Um, he can't read. He has no idea what the contents of the letter is, but he promises Napoleon he'll deliver it to whoever it's supposed to go to. He's completely clueless about everything. Mm-hmm. And Jim Caviezel, who plays Edmund, does such a great job as the like wide eyed, innocent, the the ignorant, not like, even ignorant in a in a no, no, no. Bad but, way, I mean, just, but like, just oh, the completely unaware of. He does you know, such a good job at that, yeah. you know. Not dumb, but just like just the the innocently. He's innocently puppy ignorant, dog, you know? yeah. But they intercept the letter, and they're like, "Do you know what this is?" Blah, 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 blah. Anyway, he's arrested for treason. He's like, "I was just supposed to deliver it. I don't know what it says. I don't mm-hmm. know who it's supposed to go to." Oh, but he does. He does, but he doesn't know who that person yeah. is. He just knows the name. All he has is a Clarion, name. Clarion, which yeah. uh, is a bad person, I guess, according to... Well, it's one of Napoleon's trusted agents. Yeah. So it's not a good letter. Mm-hmm. He had no idea. So he's kind of wrongly imprisoned. And um, and it's his... all it's all political because... Yeah. His best friend... Um, what the fuck's his name? What's Guy Pierce's name? Mondego. Mondego, like the, like the cheese. Um, he knows all about it, and he per- mm-hmm. he's the one who told on him because basically. he's been jealous of Edmund all his life. Yeah, they've been childhood friends. Edmund has always he's you know he's always done right, and he he has the great girl to show for it. But he's always and he's the thing with um, Mondego. I can't remember what his first name is. But uh, Fernand. 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 It's this whole entitlement thing where he's the privileged one, and yet he's jealous of the poor kid, because like Mercedes says, mm-hmm. played by Dagmara Domonichik. Yeah. I mean, oh, who she's names? Lovely. She's very lovely. God damn it, but her name is so weird. It it looks like she ought to be some gigantic German hag. Dagmara. Yeah. <laughs> She's that German witch from the village next door. No, she's very pretty. I like her. Yeah. Um, but it'd be like, like if Draco was jealous of Harry. Which he is, in a way. Which he is. Right. I mean, that's kind of, if you want to make the comparisons, but it'd be like if Harry and Draco grew up together. But it's like when Mercedes. Which they kind of so do. So Dagmar plays Edmond's girlfriend, Mercedes. Mercedes. Like she says, when Edmond got a whistle and you got a pony, you were more jealous of Edmond, who was happier with his whistle. And you, you were, were with, with your, your with, pony. Yeah. With the better grift. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of sums up their relationship. Mm-hmm. They're friends, but. Um, so Fernand is the one who 
kind of tells on him and get is the one who gets him arrested. Because he well, because he wants. He's he's jealous of everything about Edmond, and he wants his girl. And does he want to be captain? Because Edmond was just made captain, because as well of whatever Donglars. Yeah, I don't know his name. That guy. Yeah. I know he three gets, names. He gets overlooked because of his shortcomings as first mate. Mm-hmm. So the two of them, Donglar and and Mondego, conspire to kind of usurp. Yeah. Edmond's. For new, no reason but their status. own yeah. but their own jealousy. Their petty jealousy. Yeah. Cause Edmond is I don't want to say the perfect guy, because he's He's the perfect fall guy. He's just I mean he's He's there doing it, following the rules, doing his job, whatever. But anyway, he's imprisoned wrongly. And they they tell Mercedes that he's to be executed. She's obviously heartbroken. They're supposed to get married. Edmond, I mean, Fernand, you know, is there to comfort her, mm-hmm. you know, acting like this is all horrible when really we know it's his fault, but no one else does. I mean, because Fernand, he conspires with the sort of... What's that guy's name? Chief, James Vil- Frayne. I know his... Villefort. The guy, right. The who police imprisoned. chief, basically. Yeah, the I know his actor name, but yeah. Inspector Villefort. Yeah. So the two of them conspire to... Just Throw him get in jail. Edmond out of the way mm-hmm. because they each need something these that horrible he had. mutual favors from each yeah. other. Yeah. So to strike a bargain, yeah. Edmond is the is the patsy mm-hmm. basically, which sucks. Yeah. But so they they, they scapegoat mm-hmm. Edmond. Um. So yeah, Fernand is there to comfort Mercedes. Mm-hmm. She thinks that he's dead now. Yeah. He's been executed. They end up hooking well, they up. Up, they end up getting married very quickly. Immediately, yeah. Yeah, we find out why later. But in the meantime, we kind of follow Edmond in his imprisonment, imprisonment, and he meets at the Chateau d'If. The Chateau D apostrophe I F. I had to ask you how you pronounce mm-hmm. it. It is just D'If, D'If. It's and it's a it's a proper noun, so it's like a, it's some kind of name. It's not like it doesn't mean a thing. It's yeah. it'd be like the Chateau Smith. Yeah, you know, it's just it's... deep. Um, there, uh, Edmond meets. It's basically French Alcatraz. I mean, there's no escape from this prison, this this island prison. He meets. I don't know how you say this. Abbe Faria. Yeah. Is that how you say it? Mm-hmm. I don't remember them saying. He's the priest. That uh, I don't think he's ever said his name. It's just he's always okay. referred to as the priest. Okay. Uh, played by Richard Harris, his second to last role. I'm going to say before uh, he passed away. Really? Oh, I he guess... did this between Sorcerer's Stone and Chamber of Secrets. <laughs> I guess he looks quite a bit younger in this role, well, even though he he's still turning... an old man. Because on set, they had a party for him for his 70th birthday. On Count of Monte Cristo? Yeah. So seven. He wasn't... Wait, how old was he when he died then? He did not... He died right after Chamber of Secrets. Yeah, when... Which was the same Wait. year as this. Oh, yeah, Chamber of Secrets then. 2002. I mean, November. Hmm. I was like, really? I thought he was like a hundred. I thought he, I thought he hit, like hit his nineties. Um. Anyway, the played by Richard Harris. He meets uh, Abe, the priest. We'll just call him the priest. Yeah. I'm not gonna say who has been in prison for a long time. We don't. Do we know how long he's already been there? No, he'd only been in prison like eleven years or something. That's a long time. Well, yeah. I mean, but long enough to grow long hair, long beard. But I mean, Chateau Deef, I mean, you're there for the rest of your life. Yeah. Oh, sure. But he 
be friends. They befriend each other and the priest eventually tells him what it would take to escape. Well, because they only meet because the priest was had been trying to escape mm-hmm. dug a tunnel through he his had, floor. He had two yeah. ways to go and he chose the wrong way. Ended up in the, digging into another Edmond's cell. Yeah. But so together they um, plan an escape that mm. they know will take a long time. It's like three inches every month or something. Um, I think, well, because, yeah, because the priest had said he'd been digging for like 11 years. He said, but with the two of us, we can do it in eight. <laughs> I mean, but really at that point, when it's either the rest of your life or yeah. let's do this. And then when, cause he, and Edmond obviously looks dismayed. He goes, why do you have something better to do with your time? Right. You have a, you have pressing appointments to keep. Yeah. I mean, they wait for their one and meal so a to day. Trade, and so the trade for the the manpower, he teaches the them. priest teaches him everything. He 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 has his own personal Wikipedia. Yeah, he'll teach him economics and how to literature read. and philosophy yeah. and how to fight. Anything to, he you know. needs to know because. And then he, I do like when he says how to read and write. He goes, of course, of course, <laughs> that's the first thing. So that's a really fun part of this movie. I don't know that how. Since he can't read or write, why would he have been made captain? Why not? He'd be able to. He'd have to be able to read navigation charts, hmm. bills of lading. If would you he? Know. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, read the book. See what it is. Yeah, I know. I don't want to see that. I don't want to read it again. I dare Possibly you. Possibly again. I dare you. <laughs> but I want to. I don't but want to read it again so for the daunting. first time. It seems so Dante's. Uh-huh. Um. So that's a fun part of the movie because it's like you're how everyone loves like a good training mm-hmm. montage. This is like a training montage. They, you know, they show him his hair is long and scraggly, but he's getting. He's looking like he could be Jesus. He's looking a lot like Jesus. Um, but we can tell he's getting, you know, quicker and stronger and he's smarter mm-hmm. every day. And it's just kind of fun to, Cause to he, watch. He's like. As they're going, as they're working, he's quizzing them on math and, you mm-hmm. know, and you see and him like reading. literature. And yeah. So he's definitely improving himself. And then I do like that moment where he, he's forced to recall his, what led up to his imprisonment. And that's when he realizes that who betrayed him, who, mm-hmm. who all betrayed now him. Now he has purpose. You know. To escape. Now he has a purpose to, because he knows to get out. When he's first sentenced to prison he knows that fernand is responsible because he turns him in because they you know they fight mm-hmm. and he mm-hmm. he's not yeah. as good as fernand is with the sword yep mm-hmm. he doesn't know that it went all the way up to Villefort. Mm-hmm. you know but he he's able to you know kind of put all the pieces together now that he's more enlightened yeah and he gets the whole narrative when you find out that Clarion is Villefort's father, mm-hmm. which is why he was suddenly changed his mind. Because he first he lets mm-hmm. him go. Yeah. But, but then when he, he hears that name, he's like, oh, wait a second. His tone changes again. And that's when he mm-hmm. was secretly sent off to prison. Uh, so <clears throat> Edmond and the priest, during their training, they're digging. Mm-hmm. And 13 years? Is that what pass? Well, is no, that what? I mean, 13 years total. Because. Edmond had been in the prison before he'd met the priest for years. Oh, okay. Because he's tried to kill himself. We've already seen him get tortured yeah, a few times. Yeah, uh-huh. So it... 
But is it 13 years? He may have been in there for like five years and then met mm-hmm. the priest, which then eight years of digging, roughly. Jesus Christ. Can you imagine? Anyway, they're digging and they see roots. Mm-hmm. Plant roots, yeah. Plant roots. So you're like, oh, shit. So and he knows he's... They're, they're close. close. But then, unfortunately... Um, there's like a cave in. Yeah, a small cave in. And it, cave-in. Uh, some rocks hit the priest, and ultimately, I mean, he's basically he's crushed. He's crushed. It ultimately yeah. kills him. Um, so when they come in to take the the body, uh, Edmond actually, he realized that's his way out. That's his way out. Yeah, is to go in the body bag. Because at first he was just gonna he was gonna say his goodbyes and go back to his cell, mm-hmm. and then he realizes what they're gonna do. They're taking that bag take out. That body bag out. Yeah. So he hides the priest's body in his old cell, mm-hmm. hides himself in the body bag because mm-hmm. um, they're not going to look again. Which is, I mean, that's pretty risky. That's really ballsy. Yeah. Oh, and it almost doesn't go right. Because mm-hmm. they... One attendant who delivers the food... Sees that, yeah. He goes in, sees the other body. Mm-hmm. And, but they their plan is just throw the body into the ocean, the off, sea. Like off the cliff. Off yeah. the cliff. Off the cliff. cliff. Without, you know, obviously without looking to see, make yeah. sure, let's make sure it's the right body. They're not going to do that. Um, but he almost, you know, he grabs the key right mm-hmm. before they're about to throw him <laughs> to unlock because he's wrapped in um, chains and stuff. Yeah, the weighted chains to yeah, sink the body. to sink the body. He grabs the key, throws him, but then he pulls. The, word, the warden out. Yeah, the guy, uh, you know, guy of Brisbane. Brisbane. And the guy from Robin Hood. The, yeah. the cousin. The sheriff's cousin, right? Brisbane. Gisborne. The dude that Richard Armitage plays played in that Robin Hood TV show. Oh. On the BBC. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think I ever saw that show. A big ass dragonfly. <laughs> yeah, it just flew by like a plane. Um, It grabs him with him. So they both go over the edge, but he manages to unlock his chains and locks. And, mm-hmm. and dr- does he drown? He drowns that? him. He, yeah. dr- he pushes him down. He's starting off yeah. right off the bat. Like, fuck you. You whipped, you whipped me for you. How terrifying would it be for that prison warden who still thinks. I. So. The one that found the body? No, no, no. The or one the, who. The, the, the prison warden. The guy. You know, Sir Guy. Born, whatever his Sir name Guy. Is. Yeah. How terrifying would it be? Because he possibly might think he just got snagged by the ba- body bag, so he got maybe accidentally got thrown Dragged off with in. the you know. But then to see a fucking person pop up out of the water behind you, <laughs> yeah, that would suck. Because he's trying to climb back up the cliff, or at least get up a handhold to keep him above water, and he sees you know Edmond pop up out of the water, who probably looks. Terrifying, long, scraggly <laughs> hair. Yeah, just yeah, out of the depths of the ocean. Who's coming after you and pushing you down underwater? Fighting for your life. You know, good riddance. <laughs> he drowns the warden guy, and then climbing and then swims to you know the the nearest to shore. other shore, yeah. where he meets a band of pirates. My one of my favorite fucking scenes. Yeah, because he's running along the beach like a madman, screaming and with Are delight. They, they French. Pirates? I think so. They're supposed to be, I think. But Luis Guzman, their prisoner. They might even be like Spanish pirates because even the captain looks not French, but he they all he does speak with a French accent, I think. 
Mm-hmm. I think so, yeah. But their prisoner is this... Um, is one of their mates who was stealing, from, who was not sharing the Jacopo? loot. Jacopo? Jacopo. Jacopo. Sorry, I'm just reading it. Jacopo, yeah. Played play by Luis the Guzman. <laughs> um, but he befriends Jacopo. Because he strikes a bargain with the pirate captain. Mm-hmm. We were going to kill him, and which left us shorthanded. But now his, you're friends, here. his friends want him to live. I can't be, show show weakness. Uh-huh. So now you give me the opportunity to appease everyone. Uh-huh. Having a knife fight. You guys fight to the death. Yeah. The survivor joins our crew. If you don't want to join and you survive, we'll kill you too then. Yeah. So then, smartly, Edmond beats Jacopo. Mm-hmm. And, just, and he tells him, don't move. He talks to the captain and says, hey, you know, here's the deal. The people who wanted Jacopo to live get that. The people who wanted vengeance got that too mm-hmm. by me beating him. Mm-hmm. But if you let us both live, you'll gain two crew members. Yeah. And, you know. And that's where they... And the captain's like, deal. Mm-hmm. And I love <laughs> Luis Guzman. Mm-hmm. I swear my dead relatives, even on the ones that are not feeling too good, I am your man forever. I know. Yeah, he's he's fun. He's like <laughs> he's, our our comedic. He's our Michael Pena from two thousand two. <laughs> sure. So yeah, they. And then. So some years go by as he becomes a pirate for some they, undisclosed amount of time. Yeah, they they both kind of work with the pirates till they arrive at Marseille, mm-hmm. which is Edmond's old stomping old home, ground. Yeah, his old yeah. Home. and I mean, he finds he, out that he finds out all the stuff that's happened while he was yeah, gone. That Mercedes married for none, and mm-hmm. his dad killed himself. His dad killed himself. Which that little it's heartbreaking. Scene yeah, because he can't show. He's, no one knows who he is. Yeah, he's not. He's, he finds his old ship owner. Yeah. Who was not who the one who promoted him doesn't know who he is because yeah. now he has like a beard and he's and the old man's got bad eyes, probably. And you yeah, know. he dresses, it's been what you know 13 years or whatever. Well, probably more now because he'd spent some time with the pirates. Yeah, he, uh-huh. he was in 11 years, it says, for uh, imprisoned. Oh, so he was in the he was no, in no, 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 that's the priest. I'm sorry. So, yeah, he had been. 13 years. because So he was in prison for six years before he met the priest. Okay. So that's 17 years. And you figure that's how old Henry is. Wait, no. Six years later, Edmund is startled in his cell by an eruption in the ground, revealing another prisoner. Right. The priest, uh-huh. who's been in prison for 11 years. Okay. So that's his Well, yeah, he'd been... Cell. So 11 years up to that point for the priest. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you're right. So I'm then not... you add more years from them digging. Yeah, so six years plus, it doesn't say how many. Because he tells Mercedes 13 years or whatever. Okay, so another seven years. Yeah. So yeah, they dug for seven years. Yeah. I mean, because he needed all that time to learn shit. How old is Henry? Henry Cavill? What's his fucking name in the movie? Albert. Hen- Albert! God, I'm like, Henry? He's probably like a teenager. Yeah, I know. He has his birthday, and I forgot what they said. How old he was turning. I'm trying to do the math. Because his friends, they, they all go off to Rome. Is he like 16? Or Maybe, something? probably, sure. So wouldn't that have to be 16 years ago? Because, mm-hmm. yeah, so 
So if if uh, what if uh, Edmond was in prison for thirteen years, or is he fourteen? And then he's, but he's still gallivanting with the pirates for a few more years. Because he hasn't been away for 13 years. He's only been in prison for 13 years. He's been away for more than 13 years. Yeah, because he's with the pirates. We don't know how long he's with yeah. the pirates. I have to read the book. <laughs> um, but yeah, he finds out everything that's happened while he's gone. And he... Um, I mean, he finds out Villefort's moved to Paris to take over the job of head inspector or whatever the hell. And he becomes... To to um, establish himself in society again, he becomes uh, the Count of Monte Cristo. Because the priest is in prison for not telling whoever whoever his telling whoever where the location of the legendary treasure of Sparta was, which mm-hmm. is what that treasure of Monte Cristo is. Sparta. It says Sparta, Sparta not maybe. Sparta. I don't know. <laughs> we Sparta. thought they were sort of talking about Sparta because they have accents. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> this says S-P-A-D-A. Okay. Sparta. Okay. <laughs> no, it sounds like I'm trying to say Sparta with an accent. Sparta. <laughs> so yeah, Richard Harris, Richard Harris, the priest was in prison for, you know, he was, he was in prison for burning down a church with people in it on orders from his mm. commander. Mm-hmm. And in exchange, they're going to say, well, we'll let you go if you tell me where this location of this treasure is. And he had denied it the whole time. His dying breath is to tell Edmond where that treasure actually is. Mm-hmm. That's where we get the line, I'm a priest, not a saint. Yes. The island of Monte Cristo. And so Edmond takes Jacopo and they go find the treasure. And it's a massive Yeah, treasure. it's like... Ch- Multiple they, chests. They load up the one boat that Jacopo buys, and he, he tells them there's at least eight more boatloads down there. Mm-hmm. Boatloads, not eight more chests. Boatloads. Eight more boatloads. Boatloads. And I like when they go and buy that house. There's a wagon full of just fucking gold and jewels. It's packed with gold and jewels. These motherfuckers are so rich yeah. at this point. But so he, he wants He to- buys a noble title. He buys a title. He's now a count. And all of it is just for revenge. And now he's going to get his way into the Mondego family. Fernand's family with Mercedes. I mean, he's going to undermine everyone who did him wrong. Yeah. Swears vengeance on anyone who ever conspired against him. So he's he's going after Villefort. He's going after Fernand. Mm -hmm. He's going after Don Glars. And he's going to go after Mercedes because he thinks she wronged him by... Marrying for Fernand. She, he thinks that she may, she must have been in it together with Fernand. Sure. Why wouldn't you think that? Because why would they have gotten married a month after his imprisonment? Mm. So he ingratiates himself to the Mondegos by staging the kidnap and rescue of their son Albert. I do like when the pirates show up every once in a while. God damn. We talk about Henry Cavill for a second. He is a tiny baby in this movie, and, he's, and yet he looks like Henry Cavill. He looks like Henry Cavill, but as like a fucking fifteen-year-old. He looks and like his, Henry Cavill with a Snapchat filter. And but his voice hasn't gotten that deep voice, he, or you know the, the. Well, he hasn't. He hasn't become a man yet. Well, I'm sure he has, but not. <laughs> no, I know. His voice was higher. He doesn't have the Henry just, Cavill voice, and he's so baby-faced. And I just wanted to giggle every time I saw him because I'm like, you're like. 
It is weird seeing like someone like that just not as a child, but significantly younger. But it's weird because that's the first time I ever saw him. So the first time I ever saw him, he was younger than I mean, than he was me. no one then. No, he was... You know, he was just some actor Their kid. son. Because this is still... I mean, God, not, you know, seven years before... Seven, six years before the Tudors, which is oh, was one of that? his... Yeah, oh, he played his best friend, Thomas. Thomas something. There's like four Thomases. Um... Yeah, it's just weird to, like, and I was aware of him at that time. I was like, who's this annoying kid who sounds like an elf? I don't know. And then now to see, we know Henry Cavill as fucking Superman. But it's just, it's just weird to, anyway. But he, uh, yeah, stages uh, the kidnapping and the rescue Mm -hmm. of their son just to get into their family. And they're like, thank you. They don't know he staged the I, kidnapping, I, but all they think is that he rescued him. Does he do that because the Mondegos didn't come to his his kind of his housewarming party that he had thrown? That oh. lavish hot air balloon party? With the balloon? Oh, I don't know. Because they weren't there. Oh, maybe. Because he was too busy having his duel with maybe. the Viscount. Yeah. Um, maybe. That's when, because that's when, you know, Jacopo comes, you know, they have a son. So then... Next thing we know, there's a, a kidnapping. Mm-hmm. Um, so they welcome him into their family, not knowing who he is. Even though Mercedes sees him, is like, oh. She, it's like she's seen a ghost yeah. in her eyes because she thinks that Edmond is dead. It's a man from her past well, I mean, who she never stopped loving. When they first meet, it's she's at like, the party. It's he, at Henry's you look party. familiar. But then at the dinner, he does that... <laughs> His hair thing. He twirls his hair, and because, we don't know if he's doing that on purpose yeah. or if it's just a because un- it almost looks like unconscious he, thing that he, he does. Sig- it's almost as if he signals her and is like, "Pay attention to me, real quick." But yeah, it could just be a random hand. Then he gesture. gets so mad that she says that she knows who he is. Mm-hmm. He gets so mad at her. So I, I don't think it was. I don't know. I, like that's his one tell. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think it was intentional. But he ends up. Um, Killing that other dude. Not, no, not killing him. Get, he gets him arrested. I'm sorry. Dunglar. The guy in the spa. Um, well, Donglar is first. Yeah. Yeah, he kills him. No. No. He's like, cut him down before he yeah, strangles to yeah. death or whatever. Because yeah. the very first thing is, he's like, death is too good for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Make he means suffer. all of them. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, they must suffer the way I suffered. Yeah. And then the... Police guy. So then Villefort. I never remember his name. He, he gets, gets him, him to confess. Yeah, unknowingly that he's confessing in front of. Which I mean, it wouldn't hold up in court, but whatever. No, yeah, it it's works. a movie. You know. Yeah, he gets it's arrested by actually admitting what he did and he, who killed. Yeah, by conspiring to kill his father yes. through Mondego. Mondego did it because yeah. he's like Mondego pulled the trigger. Yeah. And then Jacopo opens the thing and police. <laughs> I mean, all it's a him. cool scene. To, yeah, you're like, I love yeah. It. I do <laughs> you like just, it. You can't help but like kind of cheer in your head. And then lastly is. Oh, Edmond, but. Is, is Fernand. I mean, not Edmond, Fernand, yeah. Yeah. Um, because Fernand's in, in debt and it's mm-hmm. getting worse. And during this time, 
Mercedes finds out that it is Edmond. Mm-hmm. He admits her and that Albert is actually his son. Oh, he doesn't know that. She tells him. Mm-mm. Well, not until the fight. She tells Fernand She first. tells Fernand that he's not your son. Yeah. Because they have plans to run she's off. She's like, why do you think I married you so quickly? Because mm-hmm. like, ah. he, he had been told he, she it was premature. Yeah. He's yeah. like, premature. Guy Pierce is such a swarmy... He's such a good villain. He is such a villain in this movie. I have zero empathy for him at all. Guy, he's so off. He's so evil. What do I know Guy Pierce from? Like Memento. What? Oh, yeah, L.A. True. Confidential. That's right, Memento. He's now, in this, did he do a Baz movie? Ooh, I don't know. He's Australian. I feel like he's done a Baz movie. He might have been in like Australia. <laughs> That's what I thought. But I was like, Hugh Jackman, Nicole Kidman. I don't know. I don't know. Wait, he's, I a, just, he's a good villain. He is a villain. And they give him, they give him ugly in... teeth in this movie. That's his real teeth. No, I mean, I'm they're like yellowy. Yeah, I know. I couldn't stop looking at his they're teeth. They're so gross. The whole time I'm looking at his teeth every time he's talking. Like he doesn't have Tom Cruise teeth, but they're... No one does. They're, you know, they're 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 imperfect, but they make them so ugly too, which is... Because they look so like big and liney. I couldn't even describe, but I can't. I couldn't stop looking at you. Yeah. And sometimes I would hear an Australian accent sneak up. When he's yeah, when there are a couple of times where I think he's reading something or he's mad about something. It's I forget. I don't know, but he's great because he's so you just you just hate yeah. him. You're like mm-hmm. ah. So I was so you're so happy when when she tells him he's not your son, just so like matter of factly. And why do you think I married you so quickly? And fuck him. And he because yeah, that's when she's told by Jacopo that the Count of Monte Cristo has plans to leave the country with her and her son. Uh huh. And so she's that's her way out. She's like, ah, oh, sweet. That's, Good. that's her way away she's from Fernand. Asshole. Anyway, yeah. But then we get the big uh, sort, you know, the big fight at the end. In that that cool location. That. How does everyone know to go there? I don't know. It's the only place. Like how? Do, what is? Do they that leave place? a note. It's like an abandoned castle of some yeah, sort. Is that mill? <laughs> I don't know. Does it say the ruins of his family's country country estate? Whose? Um, Edmond ambushes ambushes Fernand in the ruins of his family's country estate. Whose country? Fernand. I. That's how right. I read it. Because yeah. Um, Edmond wouldn't have had a family country estate. No, they were he's poor. poor. He didn't have it. Yeah. Because um, he thinks that the that's treasure's the treasure, there. That's yeah. Because he had conspired with Villefort to rip off. So that's why he ends up there, because yeah. he thinks the treasure's there. It's not. It's chests full of dirt. Of sand, and then one chess piece. Chess piece, because that's their thing. Kings to you, Fernand. Kings to you. And that's when he realizes this motherfucker's yeah. Edmund Dantes. Ah! <laughs> um, of course, Albert comes up. Eh, don't touch my father, thinking that mm-hmm. um, even though he hates because, his dad. Well, he, not yet. Well, he kind of he didn't show up to his birthday party, yeah. and he's eh. Well, that's his dad. He's his his dad's all about business. Business. His first. dad's a dick, but it's not even his dad. So hey. But he's been told by Villefort's wife, "Don't trust the count." Uh, he, he sent my husband to prison now, and blah blah blah. Uh huh. So so Al, Albert's on the defensive against mm-hmm. the count because he's like, "I'm not. I've been told not to trust you. Now you're up to something." Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is yet, but you're up to something. Yeah. And now you're fighting my dad. Mm-hmm. So. 
And then, and then Mercedes shows up. Stop! Sorry, that was like the best part of the movie <laughs> where she yells. She's so mad at everyone. Stop! How does she know to get there? I, How does Yagapo know to get They find out somehow. <laughs> and that's what she tells Elbert of his true parentage. Mm-hmm. This motherfucker's not your dad. This guy is. You that's have when dark both hair, Edmond and, Fern- and Albert find out. Yep. And uh, Albert is like, what? I mean. Um, and Fernand's like, oh, it's true. Albert's like, what? He, how does he react? No. He's, he, because. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I well, don't Albert's like, wait, you were going to let me fight him? Oh, yeah. He's mad at yeah. Fernand. saying you were just standing here letting me fight the person you knew was my dad. He doesn't seem to be upset that he, the person he thought was his dad. Is in fact yeah. not his dad, but whatever. That's cool. Dad was an asshole anyway. He and he really liked Fernand, so maybe he's happy. You mean he liked Edmond? That's who I meant. Got these fucking names. He liked Edmond. Yeah, they look more alike too. Okay. He well, looks I mean, like a product of sure. Dagmara and Jim Caviezel. Is he American? He's very Amer- he's American, right? Sometimes maybe? he didn't sound know. like he had a shred of accent. I don't know. And look I don't, at, look I at don't his know. name. Jim. <laughs> Caviezel. Well, look at Jim Broadband. Also has the name sure. Jim. So they fight. Um, chal- uh, challenges. Ed, uh, Fernand fights them to the death. Challenges them to the death. Well, at first he lets Fernand go. Fernand runs off. Oh, because Fernand shoots yeah. Mercedes. Says Fernand. Oh, Yeah. He's gonna and then shoot he him. runs off. His he they hit him before he's able to shoot him, but then the bullet hits Mercedes. Mm-hmm. She falls, but it's a it's a flesh. It's like a shoulder mm-hmm. hits her shoulder, and Luis Guzman's like, "She'll live. Just go get him now." Go I get like him. he's like, once again, God sees you at the corner of his eye. Yeah, meaning she'll she, she's somehow fine. you're you got you're touched by an angel. Um, yeah, well, Fernand tries to run away. Well, he but lets. Then, I mean. Edmond's, you know, about to let Fernand just ride off into the sunset. Fernand is too proud. He can't just yeah. let it go. It says, changes his mind um, upon realizing that Edmond has everything. Mm-hmm. He has nothing. So then he challenges Edmond to a fight. Because Fernand to says, the death. I can't live in a world where you have everything and I have nothing. Motherfucker. Deal. It's that fucking entitlement yeah, again. Yeah, that he's had that his whole, rich however old he is, mm-hmm. for 35 years. I don't know. Um, But... So they sword fight. It's a cool. It's a cool scene mm-hmm. because just the camera angle. Well, I do cool. like that. The run through the tall grass and just the yeah, flying just, tackle. Yeah, it's just a cool location and just mm-hmm. kind of cool camera like cinematography is going on. And, and then, I do like the the run to find the sword in the grass. And then he he gets the sword right through him. Yep. R.I.P. Like, what, what happened? What, what happened to your mercy? Yeah, is that what he says? I can't like, remember. I'm a count, not a saint. Yeah. <laughs> it all comes back. So he's dead. Edmond buys the Chateau d'If. Mm-hmm. With the intention of tearing it down, realizing this, is where... this isn't going to give him the happiness that he was looking for. The priest was right from the beginning. Don't let revenge rule your life. Yeah, I Don't mean, do the thing you wanted to do. Yeah, so he says, I'm going to use it for good. Mm-hmm. I don't know what he ends up using it for. Is Probably there a, a school. Sequel? Is there a sequel to Probably this a school. Book? I don't know. Called uh-huh. sleepers. <laughs> might be sleepers. Yeah, and and then and and, then it's and happy ending. They yeah, lived happily I mean, he ever got after. Everything that he 
wanted by just doing what was right Mm -hmm. you know by using his newly and it's very satisfying acquired resources of of learning of intellect of all the things he's learned and, and yeah using those are his most just, most important resources and just determination and he happens to have a lot of money now and he's a motherfucking rich so yeah so he gets a wife his son Jacopo yeah everything that he deserved the whole time that he just got rid of the fuckers that got in the way yep it's very satisfying two thumbs up such a good movie it's really yeah watching it last night I mean it had been a long time I know we used to watch this mm-hmm. quite often. It was in rotation, yeah. It was in rotation with whatever the else, else, else we owned at that time. Yeah, sure. Um, but it had been a long time since we watched it. And I was like, oh, well, I know. It I, I know. holds up. I, I'm like, I know I like this movie, mm-hmm. so whatever. But it's just such an entertaining story and i mean i can't use the word satisfying enough because it just you're just like you're so like god he got him it's like a motherfucker got it's him like a really good meal where you're not overfed either where you don't yeah. overeat oh. and like there's no one like super famous in this movie where you're like oh it's like all the performances are good mm-hmm. and like low-key mm-hmm. no one's like Super dramatic. I mean, guess Guy Pierce, but that's just his character. Like the people you love, you absolutely love. The people you hate, you absolutely you hate. hate. And you that's know, the way it's you know the good guys. You know the bad guys. Mm-hmm. You know there's fucking Superman as a teenager. It's weird. You're like, who's this chick? Never saw her. But we, she's she's married to Patrick, Patrick Wilson, Wilson, who we will talk about when we watch Phantom of the Opera. But uh, goddamn, she is so pretty, and she has the weirdest fucking name. Yeah, and her nose is. She's the like a cutest little, ski, little ski, ski, slope ski slope nose. I don't know what weird things I noticed. She's so goddamn pretty, though. She's adorable. Um, Some fun facts. Oh, well, I didn't want to mm, not mm. mention um, Helen McCrory as Villefort's wife. Mm. She, you know, she plays mm, mm. Mrs. Malfoy in Half-Blood Prince and Deathly Hollows 1 and 2. Those are the only ones Nar- that she's in. Narcissa. Narcissa Malfoy. Um, I didn't realize that until... I love her. I love I Helen McCrory. See, you can see it in the eyes. Like, oh, yes. I recognize those eyes. You know, as Mrs. Malfoy, she's got the blonde streak mm-hmm. going all over. This is just plain, like, dark brown hair. But you mm-hmm. see that. I know. I just love that. I love Helen McCrory. Anyway, I didn't want to not mention her. Um, location of the Chateau Deef is actually on... Uh, it's an old castle in Malta, mm-hmm. which we noticed a lot of times. We're like, that is definitely Malta that they're filming at. All the Marseille stuff is Malta, Looks like too. Malta. Um, the chateau is now used by the Maltese military as a communications and weather station. Hmm. Um, <coughs> Guy Pierce, our Fernand, was originally offered the role of Edmund Dantes. Mm-hmm. I wonder why he didn't want the that role. Maybe he wanted to maybe be the villain instead. More interesting. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, or I mean, but does it actually say he turned it down? It says originally offered, yeah. so I don't know. I can't see him as Edmund Dantes because Jim Caviezel does such a great mm-hmm. job as being like the innocent do-gooder. I mean, I mean, who knows? He Maybe he... Yeah, I don't know the backstory, you know, but it's just interesting that he was originally yeah. offered that other I think role. maybe because he was the bigger name, too. Um, Yeah, in 2002, he would have been just, what, three years off of Memento. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
on Dagmara, our Mercedes, is only seven years older than Henry Cavill. <laughs> Whatever. It's not that crazy. No. Because he, well, he is so baby-faced. He's, I don't know how old he was. Because I know he's younger than me, but only by a couple years. You know, I don't know. Gotta look him up. Uh, a party was held to celebrate Richard Harris's 70th birthday. I mentioned that. This f- fact fucked me over. Hmm. Arnold Schwarzenegger turned down the role of Edmund Dantes. Picture that in your head. Arnold Edmund. He turned down the, turned down the role. Not not even that he was considered for the role. He actually he turned was offered the, the role. down. Best decision Schwarzenegger made. Like, what the? Thank you. What? Thank you, Governor Schwarzenegger, for not doing that role. because He was governor at that time. He would have been just short of it, I think. 2003? I think he became governor. That was working yes. in, I was working in Arcadia because my coworkers went to his rally. Okay. Um, can you imagine? No, I cannot. Schwarzenegger no, as Edmund Dantes, who's supposed to be like 50 pounds when he's in prison. I mean, he wouldn't have fit in that tunnel with Richard Harris. You no, know, he wouldn't have. They would have to build a, build a bigger tunnel to add another eleven years to their. I mean, it, uh, that baffles me. I did see that fact, though. Yeah. Um, during one of the fencing scenes between Jim Caviezel and Guy Pierce, a move was performed incorrectly, mm-hmm. and Pierce was accidentally stabbed through the skin on his side. I'm sure, he was fine. They took him to the hospital, and after he was patched up, he was bragging about the wound proudly, <laughs> while Caviezel apologized profusely the whole time. I hope they got along. It seems like they would. Sounds a bit like Orlando Bloom and the splinter in his foot. I broke my rib, right? Or no, um... He's <laughs> like, no, it's not about the thing in his foot. Like, <laughs> oh, and then they made... It's like, <laughs> it's titanium. Because <laughs> like, now it was just a little splinter. Um, our good friend Roger Ebert gave the film three out of four stars. Okay. And his quote about it is exactly how I feel about Hmm. this movie. Um, The Count of Monte Cristo is a movie that incorporates piracy, Napoleon in exile, betrayal, solitary confinement, secret messages, escape tunnels, swashbuckling, comic relief, a treasure map, Parisian high society, and sweet revenge. And it brings it in at under two hours with performances by good actors who are clearly having fun. This is the kind of adventure picture the studios churned out in the golden age. So traditional, it almost feels new. Hmm. That kind of sums up how... I mean, it is a perfect adventure movie. It's just... Yeah. Right? I can't say it enough. It's a perfect adventure Like, I, I feel movie. like people... It's one of those movies like, does this movie exist? You know, like <laughs> movies that co- people have completely forgot about, and it's. I mean, everything about it is just so delicious. Yeah, it's just fun to watch. Yeah. It's like an action popcorn movie, but more highbrow. <laughs> but not I mean, even because there's no big blow em ups. There's, there's no, no yeah. You know. I don't know. It's just everyone likes a good revenge story, and that's all I can really. I mean, and there's nothing. It's like trying to describe like the Princess Bride. It has like everything that mm-hmm. everyone likes. Because there's nothing that's. I mean, I'm very 
liberal when it comes to art and everything. Are you? There's nothing that I can imagine being visually offensive in this movie. There's no nudity. There's no, there's, is there even any swearing really? Right? I mean, no one, there's, there's no blood. You see. I mean, I think it's no PG-13 blood. because of like sword fights. Of the violence. I don't yeah, know. Of the fighting. And there's really, that is so tame. But I mean, there's no, there's no blood. You can see blood through a shirt. Yeah. Here and there. But I mean, there's nothing. Like you can show this to your kids and not have to worry there's at all. There's no scenes of dread. There's nothing. There's, I mean. It's not stressful because you know he's going to, yeah. he's going to get what he wants. Cause you you just know it. Like there's nothing you couldn't watch with anyone in your house. Yeah. Young, old. Yeah. Yeah. And Whatever. I just feel like people need to appreciate this movie more. I it's mean, not streaming I mean, anywhere. Goonies is edgier than this movie. Oh fuck yeah, it is. I feel like put this movie on Netflix and let people discover it. Is it not anywhere? No, it's not. I checked. What the fuck? It's not streaming anywhere. You know, I mean, everyone knows Prince of Thieves, right? Mm-hmm. That's. You know, let him. Where the one the that's the one where Robin Hood doesn't have an English accent. Yeah, it's still awesome. It's still but, really good. But you know, let people kind of rediscover this. Be like, oh my god, two thousand two. What I've never even heard of this movie. The just let them have fun with it. Like the box cover, of the poster makes it look scary, like a dark, yeah, suspense, like a yeah. It makes it look... It looks like Antonio Banderas on the cover. It makes it look ominous. Uh-huh. It and should it's not, have, really. It should have more of a Princess Bride-esque treatment to it. I mean, it doesn't like have... That, the ad print, you know. The, yeah, I mean, it doesn't have that humor, obviously, of Princess Bride. Like, when I compare it to Princess Bride, I'm not... Obviously, Princess Bride is held at Princess, such a high standard. Princess Bride standard. has romance and humor. So does this a little bit. This has... More swashbuckling. Swashbuckling adventure. It's it. This should have Errol Flynn on the cover. Mm. You know. Yeah. It should have that kind of feel. Yeah. It should have Errol Flynn as you know, Robin Hood Errol Flynn. You know, we should have parts of pins and <laughs> The sea captain. Oh, that one. Anyways. There's so many pirate movies yeah. back in the day, but. I don't know. It's just a just a good movie, just a solid, just a solid movie, and the the people at Rotten Tomatoes kind of thought it was a solid movie too. Seventy four percent Rotten Tomatoes, which is, you know, I think. Would it be higher now? I don't know because movies now are just it's a different time. Because. Looking at what we're... This was almost 20 years ago. Looking at the kind of movies we're drowning in now, would this be a breath of fresh air? It could be. I think depending on when it was released. <laughs> or where it was released. Mm, yeah. It could get drowned out in all... Like if it's released in theaters. Like, like COVID notwithstanding, if this doesn't exist... In our... Cause the thing is, movies that cost $35 million like this now... Are not getting made. Those those mid range movies, you they can't. They've always been historically they've been hard to sell. Well, in twenty twenty, you can't yeah. sell them. Yeah. In the two thousand, they're starting to go away in those the two thousands. You know, Netflix. You know, and not even like high priority Netflix. Those are we're not even going to advertise this well, on Netflix. Yeah. Netflix. And it's probably too tame for Netflix. <laughs> 
I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to categorize this kind of movie in 2020 because we just don't see them. I mean, this movie is makes me disappointed that it's not like a Disney movie, that there's no spot for it. Spot for There's no I mean, merchandising for it. There's no marketing for it. There's <laughs> even nothing. You're like it has no Disney Plus. Outside of this movie, this movie has no legs. It has no life. Just, it's just a movie. And a French book. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, it's... People love the book. But, yeah. I mean... There's no Count of Monte Cristo t-shirts. There's no, you know, lunch boxes. There's, you know, there's nothing. I mean, you can rent it on, you know, Apple TV or well, iTunes, whatever. Much on anything on for three ninety nine. But other than that... Yeah. Crazy. I'm just looking at Jim Caviezel. I was right. He was in the thin red, the thin red line. Oh yeah, frequency. Him and Dennis Quaid. The frequency is that that kind of like that paranormal kind of movie. I get it mixed up with Unbreakable. I get the freak. Wasn't there a Nathan Fillion movie? He was in Pay It Forward. Jim Caviezel. <laughs> yeah. What was he in? Yeah, Pay it frequency. Forward? I don't know. Like. Like is that the one where? He's trying to like. I don't know how. Oh, I'm thinking that. of White Noise. I think. Oh, that's Michael Keaton, isn't it? Michael Keaton. Or Nathan Fillion. Oh, White Nathan Fillion's White Noise too. White Noise too. Uh huh. Okay, not not White Noise also. Is it... White Noise two. number okay. Part two. Okay. Okay. Anyway, yeah. So Count of Monte Cristo. Cristo. <laughs> that's a completely different movie. The Count of Monte Cristo. Make your cookies. Um. <laughs> It's, I think it's a good movie. If you like Adventure and Revenge, then this is the no, one No, if you. you don't like Adventure and Revenge, this is the perfect movie for you because this will make this you be like, like Adventure and this Revenge. This is very satisfying. I'm going to look for other Adventure and Revenge. I feel like if you like The Princess Bride, I feel oh, like yeah. you'd like this. I don't know. It's weird to compare them because I've never compared them mm. in my entire life. But I feel like... You'd appreciate it almost as much. I mean, it's, in a way, it's the same story. Well, it's revenge. Well, I mean, and it's it's an outcast guy who is trying to get the girl back. Who's married the fucking king of... And then who gets a, a weirdo friend or two. Hmm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Anything else you want to say about it before we pick next week? No, I didn't know where Google was for a second. Uh, it's, she's right there. I rearranged our bedroom because I'm bored as fuck. And I like it how I have it. Thank you. You did a good job. Okay. Hey. Yeah, I went through all the numbers, right? Yeah, okay. Hey, Google. Pick a number between 1 and 213. Here's a random number, 53. Mm-hmm. 53. I always get so nervous. Ah, you're weird. I don't know why. <laughs> we have talked about this movie before. Mm-hmm. Ella Enchanted. Cool. <laughs> it's on, it's streaming. I think it's on Disney Plus. I... Or something. No, it's on HBO Max. Yeah, I know I saw it on something. So, uh, yeah, we talked about this when we were talking about Cinderella, all the Cinderella stories, Ever After, Princess, whatever. Uh, 
This movie is fucking weird. That's all I can say. It's it's so weird. In my in my head, I I just got it mixed up with Enchanted for a split second. No, yeah, but yeah. this is Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway, yeah. Mini. We can t- finally talk like, about Mini Driver. Oh God. I at for, I, immediately I knew it was it was Anne Hathaway, and then I thought mm-hmm. it was Enchanted for some reason. Well, but yeah. And what's her face from Bennett Lake Beckham? Padma. Nope. Oh. Um, um, Parminder. Jess Minder. I almost said Pavardi. Jess. Yeah. Ellen Enchanted, 2004. I did not see this in the theater, but I bought it the second it came out. Because the book is fantastic. So. Next week, if you need to watch Ella Enchanted, you can find it streaming on, it is on regular HBO. It's also on HBO Max if you guys have gotten that now. Um, yeah. It is definitely an interesting movie to talk about. That's all I can say. Okay. All well, right. I mean, I like it. Do you? I think I did. I watched it for the first time in a long time, like two years ago. And I just remember thinking... This movie is like on drugs. It's a trip. That's all I could. Oh my god! I just. Oh shit! Sorry. Did I, pull I something just out? got it mixed up with Princess Diaries. Stop getting it mixed up. It's so not Ella. I mean, Wait, it's not Enchanted. Ella Enchanted. Remember Ella Enchanted? She's now? on the curse. She gets cursed. She can't. She has to do what people say. Fuck! I don't know this movie then. And she sings Queen songs. I don't know this movie. She Wait. sings Somebody to Love. I seen this movie i don't know have it's, i seen it then so fuck and, and kelly wait, clarkson's so it's, on the soundtrack wait it's not <laughs> princess diaries and it's not um enchanted a- amy adams no and it's ella enchanted and i know hugh dancy um, who the fuck is hugh dancy Carrie, Why do I know that name? carrie always is in it is he a bad guy in uh-huh it? okay i know that mini driver is her godmother shit nanny so it's a Cinderella story, right? Mm. But vaguely, it's loosely a Cinderella story. So because she has two stepsisters, but she's put on under a curse where she has to do exactly what people tell her. She's enchanted. She has to be obedient. It's she's enchanted. Yeah. So it's Cinderella enchanted. It's a Cinderella story. How about that? It's not but the it, Cinderella story. It's, it's and uh, the the book is. Amazing. The book is great. Meg Cabot, you said, right? No. Nope. Who is Gail it? Gail Garson Levine. Oh, who the fuck is that I then? don't know. It's over there. But <laughs> it's one of those books I read. Why am I so confused? I read it like in one afternoon and I remember thinking this is one of the best books I've ever read. So when the movie came out, I'm like, heck yes. And the movie is, it's on drugs. That's all I could say. It's the weirdest fucking movie I've ever seen in my life. I am instantly now confused by everything. I can't I wait for you to watch it, it because it's so shit it's so weird anyway it's i'm excited to talk about it because it's the most odd fucking thing i've ever seen so in the last three minutes i've been confused a dozen times okay now so now i don't know if i've seen it you won't be confused after you watch it you will Mm. know for the rest of your life that i've seen it that is ella enchanted i don't think i've seen it then the second i say queen songs (laughs) because nothing you've said sounds familiar not even like just minder in it no. as the friend that she can't be like i with. knew carrie elvis 
she plays the evil i mean he plays like the evil prince and he turns into like a fucking snake i don't don't know i don't know this movie then i have not seen this movie and they do dance they do dance at the very end they do dance to jesse mccarty you know what i think i only know it from maybe memes i'm sure there's a lot because b-a-n-a-n-a-s bananas shit i don't know this movie now i'm nervous (laughs) Anyway, okay. Next week, Ella Enchanted from 2004. Um, okay. Uh, until then, you can find us wherever you like to listen to your podcasts. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever else. Uh, you can rate on only Apple Podcasts. You can keep an eye out for a random tweet that I'll put out. Sean might late, tweet. probably. Yeah, you've... You, I'm sure. Did I tweet on Tuesday? <laughs> I don't didn't see it because I'm not looking for it. I 100% intended to and then I forgot oh. and then I remembered much later. <laughs> um, tell a friend that is always great. Um, share on your social media. Say these two motherfuckers are awesome. Um, but yeah. Or tell them that it's so bad you have you won't believe it and check it out. Like these two don't know what they're talking about. It's, you should listen. It's the room, but a podcast. Because what else are we all doing? Some people are um, going back into the public. I'm not. I like to stay sheltered in place. <laughs> Thank you very well, much. Especially now that half the city's burning. Yeah, our city's on fire because things are shitty. So we got that going on. But. This is not a current events podcast. This is where we talk about things like Ella Enchanted. So, until next time, I don't have anything to say. Our Twitter is why do we own, why do we own this one? Sure. I never said it. So. The number one. The number one. The numeral one. The numeral one. Okay, that's all for today. Yeah, you can't find much amount on the count of Monte Cristo. Who did the soundtrack? Edward Edward Shermer. Shermer. And it's not streaming. Illinois. Like Shermer, Illinois. It's not streaming anywhere. Well, Um, I mean, I'll I'll find it on YouTube. You can find it on YouTube, but there is a track. Shit. Um, Because, oh, if you want to follow our official, (laughs) our official podcast playlist on spotify it's called why do we own this dvd you can find one track from each movie we have talked about and for this one it came it's called the training montage from this album hits from blockbuster movies volume 15 (laughs) wow yeah that's all you can find um but yeah good luck okay okay but that's it and we will see you Talk to you next week. <laughs>